This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. It's still too early for conclusions on Brazil's soybean production. Operating costs for soybean production in the model gross, though, excluding land costs, are projected to increase by 23% from last year to $385 an acre. Including rental costs, total production costs rise an additional $130 an acre to $515. Based on projected yields of 51.2 bushel per acre, that would put a break-even price of around $10 a bushel. Prices are currently trading at around $10.76 per bushel, but have been trending lower in Brazil as of late. Recent highs were made in August with prices reaching nearly 13. This shows that with average sales plus average yields, producers can still generate profits of roughly $35 an acre. The rental rate is directly tied to the price of soybeans, and so if the price of soybeans drops, so does the rent check as producers deliver a fixed amount of soybeans at harvest. New land brought into production in Brazil is not as productive as land that has been in production for a number of years. One could argue that with current prices and costs that this new land would not be profitable. Brazil's research arm, Embrapa, has developed a digital map that can identify the accumulation of carbon sequestration in the soil. They believe it will be a useful instrument to help their government and private companies make decisions about soil management as well as environmental zoning. Their goal will be to use this information generated to help reduce greenhouse gas emissions by the ag sector over time. For example, the map can identify pockets where carbon sequestration can increase. Their initial studies conclude that cooler areas in the south and warmer areas in the Amazon slowly dissolve of organic matter, thus increasing carbon sequestration. But other areas, like the Pantanal wetlands with sandier soils, had very low carbon sequestration levels. One of the concepts to come out of the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow was the development of a global carbon market that could not only compensate farmers for regenerative farming practices, but perhaps more importantly compensate farmers in Brazil to maintain the natural vegetation on their land, even if they have a right to clear it. Brazil signaled that it would be open to making concessions as long as they are provided with alternative revenue stream that incentivizes them not to clear more land. Environmentalists, farmers, and government entities all seem to be open to discussing this further, and it is not the first time that this concept had been introduced. The challenge is getting enough people involved with a regulatory body that can help enforce it. Brazil already has great difficulty in enforcing illegal land clearing, so many will be skeptical of this new program. Jerome Powell is being reappointed as chairman of the Federal Reserve. It is being described as Biden's intent to single continuity at the central bank, which is grappling with inflation at 30-year highs, widespread changes in the labor market, and looming questions over how the Fed should and will respond. The move received bipartisan support in Congress. The president really had no choice, as Powell's the only candidate that could gain the votes for confirmation. Biden will also appease progressives by nominating Lael Brainer, the Fed's lone Democrat, to be the central bank's vice chair. The Wall Street Journal described the two as Tweedledee and Tweedledum, not really seeing much difference in their monetary policy. Inflation will extend into 2022. 
The Wall Street Journal says that U.S. companies bet shoppers will keep paying higher prices. They say companies like Procter & Gamble, Nestle, and Verizon plan to continue raising prices or pushing customers to buy more expensive products next year to offset fast-growing costs amid a global supply chain crisis. There are some signs that that crisis is beginning to ease. Companies are successfully passing along higher prices to consumers. Two out of three of the biggest U.S. publicly traded companies reported fatter profit margins so far this year than they did over the same stretch of 2019 before the COVID-19 outbreak. Low-income workers are seeing solid wage increases, and the wealthy with assets are seeing gains far exceeding the current stated rate of inflation. Given the most recent snapshot of inflation is 6.2%, consumers at this point do have the money to pay the increased prices. Wage and price increases are currently not out of line with one another. To me, that suggests that inflation will continue. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.